want to be famous. Yo, what's going on everybody? It's your boy DeVille D.I. You're tuned in to Thoughts by DeVille D.I. Welcome back. So, as promised, I'm about to give you my California episode, you know what I'm saying, where I'm just going to give you details and in, in, in into my trip and some things that I found interesting during my trip to California. So I was going to California because my daughter, uh, her mom, um, got into pharmacy school, University of Pacific, out in California. Now, why did she go from Georgia to California? Apparently, it's very difficult to get into a pharmacy school. So when you get in, accepted to a school, you go wherever you are accepted. So they've been out there since last uh, July. Yeah, like last July, they they moved out there. So this is my daughter's my daughter's birthday was coming up, and this was her first birthday in California. So I made sure that I was gonna be there to celebrate her birthday. I haven't missed a birthday in eleven years, and I wasn't gonna miss this when I tell you that much. So I got a gifts instead of ordering the gifts and having them sent out there because you know she <clears throat> I didn't want her to. I didn't want her to get a hold of him and find out what I got her. I wanted it to kind of be a surprise, even though she knew, you know, she had asked for a laptop and um, she wanted a microphone because, like her father, she's a creator and she's great at it. But she does mostly animations and drawing and things like that. But she wants to do videos for YouTube and Instagram. So she needed a new laptop and microphone to support the programs that she uses. So I ordered the the a laptop off of Groupon and I went out Best Buy grabbed a microphone and then leading up to the trip I started freaking out about how I was gonna get the laptop there. See, I have anxiety, so I get overworked up about things that I necessarily shouldn't be overworked up about. And I was worried about taking two laptops there because I didn't want to put it under the plane because I didn't want it to be her gifts to get stolen. So I was worried about whether or not they was going to let me through TSA with two laptops and a microphone. So finally I decided I'm just going to throw this. Uh, I put my laptop in my backpack. I'm going to take all carry-on luggage. I'm going to put my laptop in my backpack. I'm going to put her laptop and the microphone in the carry-on, you know, the little rolling luggage that I had because I flew with Southwest. And Southwest allows you to take two pieces of carry-on luggage so that was my plan i show up to the airport my flight was at 7 a.m so i uh i got there probably around five o'clock now the airport in atlanta what it is hartsfield jackson i think it's what it's called it's one of the busiest airports in the country so at 5 a.m. when I got there, this place was just buzzing with people. And I, I haven't flown anywhere in, I must say, probably around, it's been around 10 years since I've flown somewhere. You know, I've taken trips. I've, you know, drove, driven most places that I went because there was, you know, you go to the beach. It's a couple hours away. You go to visit family. It was a couple hours. I really wasn't going anywhere far enough to where I felt the need to fly. So... 
most of my trips have been just road trips. So I walk in and being that this is one of the busiest airports in the country, they're kind of the, 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 the airport personnel are kind of pushy because they're trying to keep everybody flowing through the airport. So I walk in. My first account is a, uh, I guess they're all TSA, TSA agent. And he's like, hey, it's a kiosk right there. You go over there, hit that kiosk. I go over to the kiosk and I'm checking. I've already checked in, so I have my boarding pass. And I start going through the thing and realize this is for people that have checked baggage. There was no need for who are checking in baggage. There was no need for me to be over there. So I wasted like 10 minutes on this kiosk before I realized I don't even have to do this. So I make my way around to the um, to try to go to the security checkpoints. And there's some more agents over there. And they're like, hey, all flights, all gates go over here to for security check. I get over there and this place is packed. I'm talking about this place is packed like a Beyonce concert to the point where they have started. When I get there, they're lining people up across the hall from the checkpoint. And I'm looking at it and it's like 30 minutes and, uh, you know, estimated time to get through 30 minutes. So I'm standing there and a guy walks by and something tells me, say something to this guy. Something that I've learned in my older age as I get, you know, go through life is that sometimes you got to just talk to people. You never know what, you know, what advantages you could, you could get just from talking to somebody. So this guy, another TSA guy, he's walking by. And I said, excuse me, sir. Um, am I in the right spot for to go through security check for Southwest Airlines? And this <laughs> it's funny because it's five o'clock in the morning, and I I didn't expect this, but this guy was the most flamboyant guy I've ever, I've ever personally met. He was like, "Well, yes, it is, but between me and you, if I was you, I would go down here." Make this left, go around that corner, and go down, and there's another checkpoint down there. But you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> so I'm like, word? He said, word. So I'm like, appreciate you. So I take off, and I go around the corner, and just like he said, go down around the corner, down the hall a little bit, and there's a whole other checkpoint. And it's full, too, but there's less people there than there is at the place where they were they were trying to funnel everybody through to. So I get in the line. And this was like the first weird thing, not really weird thing, but thing interesting thing that I ran into. So we're all waiting in line to go through security screening, and there's a probably five people in front of me. It's a uh, it's old, it's a middle aged white lady and her teenage son, and she's looking at her phone, and all of a sudden she's just like, "My flight is boarding! My flight is boarding!" And she starts pushing her way through the line, telling everybody, "My flight is boarding! My flight is boarding!" And her son just has this shot look on his face. And he just stands there. He doesn't move. He doesn't move at all. And she's just going through people. And people are kind of looking at her crazy. But at the same time, people are being understanding. You know, her flight's boring. Let's go ahead and let her get through. Until she gets to this older white guy. And the older guy, he just he just stops and he's like, nope. Not going to happen. Which I understand, you know, and there's nothing wrong with it because, like, we all are trying to get to our flight. And it's nobody's fault that you didn't get here in time, you know, for whatever reason. But he's like, no, nah, you're not going past me. And he's probably six people from 
the entrance point to the checkpoint where, you know, where you go and show your boarding pass and your ID and then you go through the screening. So she's just standing there. She can't stop moving. She can't stop moving. My flight is bored. My flight is bored. Meanwhile, her son is way back there, you know, closer to where I'm at. So she finally once, because they stopped the progress to let it kind of clear up a little bit, came and took everybody from behind me and told them to come with us and took them back around to the other security checkpoint that we were trying to avoid. So when they started letting people through, she just takes off through past everybody. And the TSA agent looks, stops and just looks at her. Like, what are you doing? But I guess since nobody was really complaining or kicking up too much fuss, they went ahead and let her go on through. But her son was still back there. I don't know what happened to her son, but he didn't, you know, he didn't skip the line. I hope I hope they made it where they were going, you know, in such a rush. But yeah, I get on through. Don't have any more problems. Wait on my plane. Get on my flight. And this was when I real when I'm trying to find a seat. There's a lady, a younger lady. She's probably early twenties. She's sitting there, and she's taking her food bag, put it in the aisle seat, put the tray down, and set her drink on there as if somebody was sitting there. Now everybody knows nobody's sitting there because we're all just getting on the plane, and most people wait until at least the plane is in the air before they go try to use the restroom. So I look at her because I'm looking for an aisle seat because I had a my layover. I had a layover in Tennessee. And my layover was only 45 minutes. So I wanted to sit on the aisle seat so I could get off of the plane as quickly as possible and to my next gate. Because, you know, if the plane's leaving at 7, they're going to start boarding around 6, 20, 6, 30. So I'm like, really, lady? But I go and I find me another aisle seat next to this couple, throw my bags up, I sit down, and I just watch. Because I have already overheard the flight attendant saying that this plane is booked full. There is literally no empty seat on this plane. So people are just pushing by, going to the back and going to the back. And the, the flight attendant gets frustrated. And he's like, look, this plane is full. It's probably only middle seats left. Do not pass up a seat because you're going to end up having to try to fight your way all the way back to the front. This plane is full. If you see a seat, there are no assigned seats. If you see a seat, take it. So she ended up having to give up that seat anyway. And I found that highly amusing. But um, then I realized, I'm sitting there and I'm looking. And I realized that the, the cockpit of the plane, the door, has a door handle. It has like a doorknob. I never realized that before. And it scared me at first. I'm like, what kind of janky ghetto mess is this where the cockpit has a freaking doorknob? I don't know what I thought it would have, but a doorknob was just, just wasn't it. And that weirded me out for a while. And I wanted to ask somebody, do all cockpits, cockpits, cockpit? There's all the doors that go to the pilot's area have a doorknob on it. But I just left that alone, man. Made it into Denver without any problems. And we were actually early. So I smoked and I wanted to go find me a, the smoker's lounge. Run around, find the smoker's lounge. I see this place called the smoke. It was called the smoke shop. Smoke shop lounge. You know these people charge $6. $6 entry free to go into the smoke shop lounge. So I pay the 6 bucks, Because 
I'm on vacation. You know, what are you going to do? Pay the six bucks. I get into the smoke shop lounge, and everybody immediately turns and looks at me. This place is filled with, like, middle-aged white men. One, uh, you know, like, two white ladies in there. And everybody, I'm the only black person in the smoke lounge. And they all stop and look at me like I'm not supposed to be there. And I was like, damn, homie. You know, that this is what we doing here? And everybody had, like, you know, how people will sit, then they'll skip a seat, and they'll sit in a seat. So people had, like, their stuff sitting in these chairs. And I'm looking around like, okay, nobody's going to move and offer me a seat. This one lady has a whole table with her bag sitting in the other chair at the table. Nobody's going to move. But there happened to be a couple young kids there. Well, when I say kids, they were 20s, but they were younger. And they had this whole little area. And they was like, hey, man. You can come over here and sit with us. You know, we'll, I move my stuff out of the way. So I went over there and sat down with them, you know, smoked a couple of cigarettes, had a little bit of conversation. And then, you know, I told them to check out my podcast. If you're listening, i like to say thank you for being, you know, friendly and giving me that seat, you know, when you didn't necessarily have to. I really do appreciate that if y'all are listening to me. go If you are, go over to uh, D-V-I-L-L-E underscore D-I on Instagram. You know, follow me, DM me, and tell me that it was you, and I can give you a proper shout-out, but they were cool. So I smoked, like, two cigarettes and left because I didn't really want to chill in there after that point. I mean, they were cool, but the whole vibe in the room was just kind of weird. So I got up and I left, and I went back to my gate, boarded the plane, and this when I realized that I was like, okay, well, maybe – all cockpits do have doorknobs because this plane, the cockpit had a doorknob too. What I thought was pretty cool about the flight though was that Southwest gives you Wi-Fi. I shouldn't be doing, telling all this because Southwest doesn't sponsor me, but they give you Wi-Fi. So, but none of the movies worked on the Wi-Fi. I had to watch live TV and it was the lamest TV ever. You know, I was watching like Moonshiners and stuff like that. It was the only live TV available. For me to watch, but it was still pretty cool. Then made it to, finally made it to Oakland. You know, called my daughter's mom, and surprisingly, she was like ten minutes away. I was at California Kitchen getting ready to order a pizza, cause her mom is notoriously late. So I figured I had at least an hour, you know, or at least thirty minutes before she'd show up. So I was like, I'm gonna order me a pizza, eat, wait for her to show up. But she's like, I'm 10 minutes away. So I had to rush myself through the airport and outside. And my daughter didn't know that I was coming. But she caught on at the point where I called her mom and asked her how long it was before she'd get there. And she put two and two together. She was real happy to see me. When I pulled up, she jumped out of the car, man. It, it was real lovely, man. And we're going to continue this story. But first, we're going to take a little minute for you guys to listen to my sponsors and I'll be right back. So now I'm in Cali. We go back to her mom's house. Her aunt and her cousin had also came up during their school break for my um, to help celebrate my daughter's birthday. So that first day we just we like went out to In and Out Burger. Cause I had this thing where I wanted to try as much California based food that I could, you know, there's a lot of restaurants out there that we don't have over here in the South. So In-N-Out Burger was one of them. So we went to In-N-Out Burger, and 
it was good to me. Everything was real fresh. They were back there cutting the potatoes for the french fries firsthand, man, and that was good. But don't think about when you have fresh cut uh, french fries is, you know, once they cool off, they're not as good. They don't keep that crispiness, excuse me, like the processed fries do. But the great thing about them being real fresh cut potatoes is you can heat them bad boys up. So my daughter had always, I knew about In-N-Out Burger from YouTube, basically. So everybody that I watch from YouTube that's based in California is always talking about In-N-Out Burger, In-N-Out Burger. So we hit up that In-N-Out Burger, man. My daughter was telling me about the secret menu they have a secret menu you know that if you when you, if you look at the menu it's not up there but if you order it you can get it so she introduced me to these animal fries i got some animal fries man i'm not gonna tell you what was on the animal fries because it's a secret and you have to become part of the secret menu society to know what's on these animal fries. But if you're ever in California or anywhere that has an In-N-Out Burger, try those animal fries. Got those animal fries and like a double something burger. And man, that thing was good. That food was good. It was good. It was fresh. I appreciated it. And what amazed me was that they were all, everybody in there was dressed in all white. And I'm like, how in the hell... Are they in here slaying this fat food and keeping these crispy white shirts so crispy and white? And that place was packed, too. I'm talking about packed. Man, that place was packed, but they was moving. It reminds me, if you're from the East Coast, you're from the South, it reminds me of Chick-fil-A, how you could pull up for Chick-fil-A and the line be stupid long, but your weight still isn't ridiculous. That's exactly how it was, man. Got my in and out burger. We ate, you know, we just chilled the rest of the day because that next day was my daughter's birthday. My daughter woke up at like 4 o'clock that morning, the morning of her birthday, took a shower, got dressed and everything. I'm talking about she was ready, ready. So we get up and, um, you know, she's trying to, I had to sleep in a twin bed, man. And for a man like me, I'm 200 plus pounds, man. Twin bed is not real friendly to me, but I did it for the sake of my daughter, my niece, Shout out to my niece, uh, Kara, a.k.a. Kara Bear. She gave up her bed for her uncle and let me sleep in that bed, and I appreciate that. So, got up. So, when my daughter woke up, it woke me up because we were sharing the room. She got up, took a whole shower, got dressed, and just was on her iPad waiting for everybody else to get up. So, when we get up, it's still stupid early, but since I'm a, I flew all the way here, 3,000-something miles, we're going to set this birthday off already. So, first thing, I gave her the um, gave her the presents that my girlfriend bought her, my girlfriend and her daughter. There were some art supplies and things like that because, like I say, she loves to draw. She's an animator. Gave her her art supplies and, and uh, another vintage comic book. She collects comic books. So, I found a guy was selling his comic book collection a dollar a piece and I found one a good one for her and you know got it for her added it to her birthday presents so boom she sees that so then I go because I'm moving on the fly so I'm using the same gift bag for everything so I'm bringing the gifts out one at a time so I go and I box up I bag up the mic and I bring the mic out and she opens it up and she's like oh man I've got a blue snowball mic this is awesome I'm like, yeah, dad did that. So 
I asked her, I say, so do you think this would be compatible with your laptop? And she's like, the one that I got? I'm like, yeah. She's like, no, probably not. Because she has a laptop back from when I was in college. This laptop probably, boom, I probably got bought this laptop in like 2010, 2011 or something like that. It's real outdated. So she was like, probably not. That's the reason she wanted a new laptop because a lot of things that she's trying to do doesn't really work right on the laptop that she's using. So she'll have to use uh, her mom's school laptop. And, you know, when she's doing school work and stuff like that, she really can't get to it. Or she's trying to do her homework and it doesn't have enough space. It's not acting right. So boom, boom. I bring out this Chromebook and I'm like, well, that's why I'm glad I bought this then. And she goes nuts, man. My daughter was real happy with the, with her gifts. But then come to find out the programs that she was using aren't compatible with the Chromebook. I didn't know that. The Chromebook is like an app-based thing. It's like combination tablet slash laptop. So everything is real app-based. And the things that she wanted to do with it, she couldn't do it with the Chromebook. So in true dad, super dad fashion, what I did, I jumped right back on Groupon and found another Windows-based laptop and ordered that junk, and it will be there by Friday. So <laughs> she played with the Chromebook the whole time we was there. She was real appreciative of it, but I got her the laptop that she needed. I bought the Chromebook because she wanted a Chromebook. She uses them at school, and she thought the stuff that she was couldn't do on the Chromebook was because the school blocked it out, but it wasn't. The Chromebook uh, just isn't compatible with a lot of things because they're, it's kind of like if, if you have an iPhone, it reminds me of an iPhone to where you have to use Chrome-based apps on the Chromebook. Either way, that's not what the story's about. I ordered a whole nother laptop. So we go out. We decide we're going to go. There's a place where, uh, I forget the name of it, something farms, where you can go sledding. Yeah, in California, you could go sledding and ice skating, and it's like it had a uh, a petting zoo. You could ride ponies, all that type of stuff. So that's what we did for her birthday. We went out there, and uh, it was nice, man. They had a big pile of snow. Everybody was playing in, but they wouldn't let you throw snowballs, and that was kind of disappointing because I wanted to hit somebody with a snowball, but either or. This is when the next interesting thing happens to me in California. So we're going to check in. We bought an hour and a half of sledding time, and we're going through. So her mom has the tickets. She has five tickets. It's five of us that's going uh, sledding. She goes up. She hands the lady the five tickets. So me being a dad, I hang back and let, uh you know, the kids go through first because I'm making sure all the kids get in. They don't get separated. So I go up to get my stamp. I stick my hand up, and the lady snatches the stamp back. And she's like, wait, which one? I'm like, what? So she's calling out to my daughter's mom, who isn't paying any attention at this point and was about to walk off. And she's like, so there was five, not six? And she says, yeah, five. And she starts to, you know, she's gathering the kids and she's trying to walk off. And the lady's like, so which one? I look down. And there's a little, um, I'm going to say Indian, Middle Eastern girl standing in front of me. Nothing about this girl says that she was with our group. I don't know where she came from. 
but she's standing in front of me. And the lady is debating on whether she gets the stamp or I get the stamp. My whole family has just walked in, and you got me standing at the gate like, which one? And there's a guy behind me, a white guy behind me, and he's like, him, duh. So then she finally snaps out of her little whatever she was on and stamps my hand and lets me through. And I was like, that that was awkward. And at that moment, I looked around, I noticed there weren't many black men at this event in this farm place. There weren't many black families there, period. So I don't know if that had something to do with it, but it, it rubbed me the wrong way, being that you saw all of us walk up together. This is a whole, this is a, 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 a full-grown black mother. There is um, three clearly black children, and then the black father bringing up the rear and that you would question whether or not I was with them, that pissed me off. But I let it go because it's my daughter's birthday and we're having fun. So we go up and we're climbing up on the sledding area. And, of course, my daughter steps out on the ice and almost slips and slide down the slide without the, the sled. And the guy had grabbed her by the last minute at the back of her coat and snatches her back up. And it's like, do not step in front of the sled. Yeah, my daughter's goofy like that. She's she's clumsy like that. Almost slid down the whole thing without the, the, the freaking slide. But it, at the end of the day, it was all fun. And then we left there, and they had a fire. We sat around the fire for a minute. Then the girls decided they wanted to go ice skating. So they went ice skating. And ice skating, I wasn't going to do it because my Achilles is still in the process of healing. And I don't want to go all the way to California to snap my Achilles tendon. So I decided I'm staying off of the ice, but the girls skated and decided very quickly that ice skating wasn't that fun. You know, everybody's ankles were hurting and everything, and they wanted to, they really wanted to just go roller skating, but since ice skating was there, they gave it a shot, and we left there, went to a mall, uh, got my daughter a massage at the mall and some glue, and she went to go. She went out, took us all the way to the mall to go to Target to buy some glue to make some slime. If that's not some eleven-year-old stuff, I can't tell you what is, man. But yeah, then we wrapped up our day. We wrapped up that day, her birthday. Went back to the. We ate Jack in the Box that day too. So I got In and Out Burger, my first day there. Then the next day I got some Jack in the Box. That was pretty cool. And then can't remember what we did for dinner i think she cooked like pasta or something like that but yeah so after that it rained so that kind of put a damper on the thing because it was cold well it was california cold it was like 50 degrees but when you add in rain and wind nobody was really feeling going in and out and about so we we kind of watched movies so that was thursday we kind of watched movies on friday chilled out then saturday her aunt left so her mom and my niece, and my two nieces, they went to San Francisco and got a hotel room, stayed out there so that they could make sure, you know, her aunt got on the plane and everything that morning. And me and my daughter stayed home. My daughter was pooped regardless, so she went end up going to sleep. And I was kind of just up by myself chilling. Then, uh, so Saturday morning, we get up. And she's like, yeah, we're going to go hit up the taco truck, and then we'll figure out what we're going to do. And so we're chilling. 
she's doing her hair, doing my daughter's hair and everything. And I'm like, I thought we were going to the taco truck. Like, let's roll. Let's roll out Saturday. It's raining and it's cold, but I'm in California. So I'm like, let's bust a move. So waiting on them to get their hair done. She does my daughter's hair and then they just kind of sit on the couch. So I get up and I go to the restroom. Come out of the restroom, walking out, I'm going to the kitchen, get something to drink, and out of the corner of my eye, I see a damn ghost. I see, I look over, and my brain just cuts off. I had a freaking glitch because my mom and my oldest sister are sitting on the couch. I was like, y'all ain't Sneak up on me like this. Yeah, my mom and my sister flew out to the California from Las Vegas to hang out with us because my mom's birthday is January 3rd, same day as my daughter's birthday. So they flew, decided to fly out to California to hang out with us, man. And I, I didn't know what to think when I saw them sitting there, man. It was great. Man, it was great. So we went out to we went out to eat. Went to uh, They wanted some seafood, so we hit up Red Lobster ate some seafood, then, you know, came back to the house and just had drinks and talked. And my sister told every embarrassing story of the family she could think of all the way back from when I was a kid to stuff that had recently happened. We had a great time, man. We played this game called Left, Right, Center. First time I had ever played it. But basically, you got these dice, and the dice have a L, a R, and dots on them. So... If you get a, a L, you have to pass a dollar to the left. Get an R, you have to pass one to the right. If you get a, 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 a dot, you keep your money. A C, you put money in the center. There's three dice. And however many dollars you have is how many dice you can roll. So we played that. And my daughter's mom ended up winning the pot, which I think was like 30 bucks. We had the kids playing everything. My daughter's mom won the pot. And it was her birthday Monday, so, you know, she got to win the pot for her birthday. That was pretty cool. And I had never played that before. And we, My daughter was into it. We were all into it. I'm definitely going to add that into my party game arsenal, man, that left, right, center. But like I said, it was cold and it was raining. So the next day, we were going to go to Sacramento, but nobody was really feeling it. We just chilled out, relaxed, and just laughed and talked and joked had drinks and then you know my mom and them left and uh you know we watched some movies and stuff like that and i got ready to leave out monday morning which i thought was gonna be extra. it was extra sad but it wasn't as bad as it was last time me and my daughter saw each other and had to part ways it's always gonna be sad when you gotta leave your kid behind man after you know a lifetime her whole life I've always been around, so now that we're kind of separated, but not really, it's not that I'm not around, it's just we live in different locations, so we can't see each other as much as we was used to, and, you know, my daughter had me tell her one of my life lessons, she used to love to come hang out with me, and we, when we usually when we're riding in the car, we start talking, and I end up teaching her something, she said, every time I'm around you, I learn something. So she wanted me to give her one of my life lessons while we were together. So I did, man. And it was pretty awesome. And so that next morning, left out, got back to, had to go back to Oakland. I was in Stockton. Had to go back to Oakland to catch the plane. 
got got there, got through security and everything. Man, when I got to Oakland, they only had one freaking security security area open. So I thought I was going to be late for my plane. But I ended up making it through there on time. And I'm sitting there waiting for my uh, my flight. And there's a lady sitting there with a service dog. And she had, like, some Starbucks. And I realized that the, the service dog was just licking the hell out of her coffee cup. And I'm like, I don't know. Do I say something? Do I leave it alone or what? <laughs> I end up just deciding just to leave it alone because it was like, uh, that don't really got nothing to do with me. So, yeah, I just left. I just left that alone and went on about my business, boarded the plane. That plane, I had a layover in Denver, got to Denver, and a, another rip. I'm looking for, I'm trying to gather up some some souvenirs to take back because I was, you know, not able to, I didn't have enough time at the at the airports and places to actually just look around and find cool souvenirs. So I was looking for souvenirs, ended up getting a hat in Colorado so bought me some snacks to take on the plane, went over, tried to get to the vending machine, and they had a whole security guard guarding the vending machines and said the vending machines are closed because the restaurants are open. You know how that goes. That's what he told me. I'm like, really? So you're forcing me to go to a restaurant. And, you know, the restaurants in the airports, the lines is hella long. Yeah, I took that from California. The lines is hella long at the, at the restaurants in the airport. So you're forcing me to go stand in a line at a restaurant or one of these stores to buy a bag of chips or some freaking a soda when there's a whole vending machine right there, but I'm not allowed to use it. That was some bull. But either way, man, my flip, my trip back from um, from Denver was pretty awesome. There was just two people that sat beside me, though, man. They talked. This was crazy. They talked the whole freaking time that when we were at the gate and you know taxiing off and everything. Soon as the plane got in the air, they stopped talking. What the hell? And then when the plane landed, they started back talking again. I don't know. Is this some secret? Uh, uh, thing that you don't talk to people while you're in there. I don't know, but either way, man, that's how, pretty much how I wrapped up my trip for California. I hope you find it found it interesting, and if not, oh well. You listen this far, appreciate you. Thank you each and every last one of y'all for tuning in to Deville Di Thoughts by Deville Di. Love y'all, man. I'm out of here. Peace.